Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you are blessed by today's sermon. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Last uh, couple of weeks, we've explored how Jesus' parables in chapter 13 of Matthew help explain how to love God and love your neighbor. Today, we're going to discover the result of relationship with God and relationship with our neighbors. And it might not be what you think. First, a quick review. Loving God, the parable of the sower, explained our relationship with God by getting us to look at the state of our hearts, asking whether there is good, receptive soil in our hearts, or things may be a little hard or rocky in our hearts. Then relationship with others, loving others, the parable of the tares or weeds, encourages us to live and let live, not to condemn those weeds, those troubling people that we may see in the world around us, but to let Jesus be the judge. Today we come to the result of loving relationship with God and loving relationship with others, it is the reward, the relief, the hope of heaven. The assurance, the relief of heaven couldn't be more timely for each of us and for anyone, everyone in our world right now, if you think about it. In addition to whatever's going on in your life and in your family, there's COVID, social unrest, extremist politics, the oil crash, uncertainty about the economy and whether school is going to be in session or not. Think for a moment. If all things were well with you and those you love, that's heaven. Each of us and everyone we encounter desperately needs the assurance, the relief, the sure hope of heaven. And it's not just the faraway, mystical, beyond this life heaven, but a taste of heaven today in this life that we really need. The banner in our atrium says exactly that right above the wonderful walls of goods and resources that are all about this heaven. You can take a look at the banner on the way out. It quotes the Lord's Prayer. On earth as it is in heaven, pray for it, live for it. This summarizes Jesus' offer, Jesus' call to really experience heavenly relief right now and to share it with others right now. But what is it? What of heaven can we experience today and share with others as well as look forward to when our time comes? Jesus shares five images in our gospel reading that are not about streets of gold and angels playing harps. The images that he shares are for right here, right now, in this life. 
picture of heaven number one. Jesus said, heaven is like a mustard seed. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it's larger than all the plants. It's a tree where birds come and make nests in its branches. Think of a huge tree loaded with fruit or nuts filled with flocks of squawking happy birds. Heaven is expansive. It is inviting. It is open. It is alive. Heaven is expansive, inviting, open, and alive. Birds of all kinds yearn to fly in, to rest, to socialize, to eat to their heart's content. Everyone is invited into heaven. Strangely, this expansive, opulent experience comes from the tiniest of seeds. Maybe it comes from the tiniest bit of prayer, the tiniest bit of encouragement, of kindness, of companionship, which you offer into the life of another person. Big things can come in the small packages of love which we offer to others. Heaven is open and inviting now. Picture of heaven number two. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, that's yeast, that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour until it was all leavened. Heaven is transforming. Heaven is transforming like yeast is to flour. From just a tiny pinch of yeast comes a loaf of bread, which is huge in comparison to that little pinch of yeast. It's like magic. Think for a moment. What happens to you when you gain just a glimmer of relief, a hint of assurance, a bit of hope? The worries that you face suddenly aren't that bad. The things that you need to do become doable. Maybe you begin working on a project or a dream that seemed unattainable before you got that glimmer of hope. The assurance, the hope, the relief of heaven to come isn't just out there in the great beyond. It's available now in our hearts, in our relationships, when they transform fear and hesitation into confidence, forward movement, and bold action. And it's not magic. It's the Holy Spirit changing our attitude and the attitude of others from fear to faith. Like our banner in the atrium says, we can pray for transformation now. We can live for transformation now. Asking the Holy Spirit to transform our own hearts and our relationships is something we can experience today, not just when our time comes.
Heaven is transforming in this life. Picture of heaven number three. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up in his joy. He goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Heaven is more valuable than anything else. And you may have to seek it out. Heaven is valuable, and you may have to seek it out. The image of treasure buried in a field sounds a bit odd today, but it was completely normal in Jesus' day. There were no banks, no credit unions, no retirement accounts. The safest place to save your money was buried in your garden or under your field. There were also battles and armies roving around back then. If you had to abandon your home, you buried your valuables hoping you would return one day to unearth them. So let's say you are walking through your life. When you stumble across a realization of heaven, is it more important than anything else? Well, yes, of course, right. But in a normal day, wonder how many heavenly opportunities we may miss in our busyness, in our preoccupations, in our irritations. The people and situations we encounter may not be holding a sign that says, dig here for heaven or dig here for heaven. Maybe we need to be intentional, attentive, compassionate, so that we don't pass by a treasure of friendship or of pain or of joy that is buried in someone's heart or in our own. Heaven is valuable, and we may have to look for it. Picture of heaven number four. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Heaven is not just valuable. It is uniquely valuable. Heaven is uniquely valuable. In Jesus' day, pearls were not as common as they are now. They weren't grown in neat farms of oysters in shallow waters. So merchants would invest huge sums when they found a pearl in a marketplace. This image is repeating the treasure in the field message, obviously. Heaven is really valuable. But heaven is also uniquely valuable. Note that the merchant is perusing other pearls, but he finds the one pearl that is worth investing everything he has to obtain. What distracts us from heaven? There are things that appear valuable and really aren't, like fake pearls, maybe pride, prestige, material things. There are also things that are actually valuable pearls, like family, doing the right thing, hard work. But in the end, 
None of these pearls, no matter how meaningful they may be, compare to the unique value of salvation, eternal life, personal faith and trust and relationship in Jesus. Ask anyone who has been persecuted for their faith, and they will tell you nothing but their inner life with Jesus, their trust in heaven, and their experience of it in their relationship with Jesus got them through their challenges. Heaven is uniquely valuable. Picture of heaven number five. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. When it was full, men drew it ashore, sat down, sorted the good, and threw away the bad. So it will be at the end of the age when angels will separate the evil from the righteous. There were two kinds of fishing in ancient Palestine. One, like I used to do as a kid, is throwing the cast net. You drape it over your arm, you put a rope or the sinker in your mouth, and you throw it as wide as you can. But for a really big haul, a commercial fishing operation, it's like the shrimp boats I used to see out in front of our house. The fishermen in Jesus' day used the drag net, a sane net, as some people call it, dragging it behind a boat. Fishermen do not pick the kinds of fish that come into the net, all kinds of fish, good for eating and others to be sorted out, are brought in. Heaven is for everyone, and it's their choice, not ours. This message may be unpopular with some people today, but Jesus said it. People have to choose who they follow and how they live. In a sense, people get to choose what kind of fish they're going to be. If we are fishers of men, as Jesus wants us to be, we don't select the fish. We spread wide the dragnet, offering the hope, the assurance, the relief of heaven to everyone, to anyone we encounter, leaving the decision to them and leaving it to Jesus to sort things out. Heaven is for everyone, and we let them make the choice. So, taking Jesus' words on face value, heaven is not just some faraway place where angels are strumming harps and the streets are made of gold. In our lives and in our relationships today, heaven is expansive, inviting, open, and alive. Heaven is transforming. Heaven is more valuable than anything else, and it may take some seeking to find. And heaven isn't just valuable, it is uniquely, infinitely valuable. And finally, heaven is for everyone who chooses to enjoy it, so we offer it to them. The result of loving God and loving your neighbor is, in a sense, an opportunity for all of us and all those we encounter in our lives today 
the hope, the assurance, and the relief of heaven in this life. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.